This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hey, More Than Workers, some of you have noticed that we've missed a couple weeks from our podcast episodes, and some of you, many of you, have told us about it. You said, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Are you going to stop doing the podcast? We love this podcast. It's the best thing you've ever seen. It's the only thing that is enjoyable in my life right now. I get it. Like we hear you, we hear you. And we are not going to stop doing this. We're not going to stop doing this. We're going to continue this. The reason that we did miss a couple of weeks was because we've been traveling a lot. We've been just on the road quite a bit actually. And we've been visiting clients. We've been all over the country as we often do, as we often work. So we decided to combine that, the fact that we've been traveling quite a bit with the fact that we actually hear from a lot of you that say you like the kind of behind the scenes look of what is it like working at People Centric? What's the behind the scenes? What's life as a consultant like? And so we're gonna combine those two things and we're going to talk today about what's it like as a consultant on the road? Is it miserable? Is it awful traveling all over the place? What's the good? What's the bad? And so we thought we would have a little bit of fun on this episode. And we're going to share with you some of our road warrior stories, some of the good, some of the bad, where we have fun, what we like to eat, where we like to stay, those kind of tips. Some of those you might be able to take with you on the road, but you know what? We don't really care because all we're going to do is share some of the stories of what we have and what how much fun we have and sometimes not fun as a team when we're not at home. So with us as always are our own Bethany Taft, Diana Royalty, and led by our fearless host, Matt Griswold. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's, it's good to be back. And, and sometimes we like to do these different topics to where we can just get around the table and chat uh, and have fun. And, and some of these things that you hear, you might hear us just, uh, they might be quiet for a second because we're just laughing at each other because we remember these circumstances while we're, while we're traveling. And you know, so can we just kind of separate maybe the, let's just say all the times that we get to go out of town, we love working with the client, we enjoy that time with the client, we love to be able to meet the people, all of those things. But then there's a whole separate side of travel, like the air travel, the car rides, the hotel accommodations, you know, those those types of stories that really bond us together more as a team. Uh, separate has nothing to do, even if we had a bad travel experience, I'm sure we had a wonderful time with the client. So all of these things and the conversations that you're about to hear maybe are separated from that side. So Let's start it off like this, because I know I have been accused by my wife since have, uh, I've uh, started to work with PeopleCentric of being kind of a hotel snob and even like, I don't know, maybe a travel snob in general. Like, uh, I can't believe I'm loading with that group or those people. I can't believe this is where we're staying, those types of things. And that, that has a ripple effect to like our family vacations, whenever I'm just traveling with the family and I can't believe we're staying in some of these places, right? You know, and some of, the, some of this is tongue in cheek, but some of it, we really do have maybe kind of a complex now. So where do you guys want to start with air travel or maybe like some of the hotel accommodations? Would you agree that we're snobs? And if so, why? Like, what are some of our expectations? I don't know. Where do you want to start? Diana, kick us off. We are definitely snobs. Let's just get that out there. We travel (laughs) so much that we all have like gold or platinum status with the airlines that we travel on. I have, I have platinum. I think Don is it. I haven't caught up yet with you guys. I've lost some of the loyalty since moving. So like, I don't travel with the same airline over and over anymore. So I'm struggling a bit. I'm struggling a bit. But the other day, my husband booked some flights for us to go to St. Louis for like a family trip. And 
I got an email from the, the um, airline that we regularly travel on. And it was like, sorry, we can't do your upgrade because you're traveling with a person that isn't eligible for the upgrade. And I immediately oh looked gosh. at him and I was like, I'm going to upgrade without you. You're going to sit in the back. I'm sitting in first class. Like, have fun with that. Because like I am the movie not, Titanic. Like, you're rolling. I'm, rolling. I'm not rolling this peasant class, man. I'm not doing it. You yeah. guys have done that to me, too. So uh, Yeah, we've we're, done it to our we're, own. Here, yeah. here Diana, Bethany uh, was that kind of dead weight pulling us back on, <laughs> you know, I wasn't able, and some, some people will get this, like, I wasn't able to, like, request the upgrade to first class because of my status, because you know what, I'm traveling with somebody who doesn't reach the parameters, and it was Bethany Taft, so and immediately... So. <laughs> immediately drove a wedge in our relationship probably from that point that point on first but that means, doesn't it make you feel better that like we would do it to anyone I did it to my husband it's not just you like I was like no I guess so. anybody. <laughs> a few weeks ago uh you know I had the opportunity I was getting, I was able to go to a conference Don and I were traveling to a conference and I had one of those cool opportunities every now and again I bring my wife uh, with me you know she's a great support she's a lot of fun and she traveled with us but Don and I we were on the request upgrade, automatically request upgrade to first class. And I looked at her and I was like, hey, we're automatically on the request list for first class. So we might get bumped up. Now, to her credit, she was like, it's fine. If you get bumped up, just go. And I didn't even think about not going. That's what that was. He wasn't asking. That was the funny part. He wasn't asking like, hey, if you haven't experienced that, like it's only an hour and a half. We could be apart that long. I'm going to hang out up here and tell you all yeah. about it when we land. We also have yeah. to share, we have to share. So Rayanne is with us and Rayanne is great. Like she's, she's great. Yeah. If, she, if she ever wants to just travel with me too, that's great too. I don't know if that's weird, but she's great. She's fun to travel with. But we're standing there and they call, we both Matt and I have, have different statuses, but we have status. And so our group numbers get called. You know, if you fly like American Airlines, they, they call it group one through eight. I don't know why they decided they needed eight groups of granularity, yeah. on it, but they got eight different groups that they call. And we're at least group four, like because of the status, at least group four, if not higher. And, and so yeah. where the three of us are flying together, it's me, Matt, and Rianne. And, and Matt and I are in group four and Rianne's in group eight. And every single time it was like group four and Matt and I are like, well, see you on the plane in a little bit. <laughs> we'll see you on the inside. Right. <laughs> yeah. My it's husband cool. had the audacity to ask, like, if you get bumped to first class, won't you give that to me? Like, I'm taller. He's six two. He's bigger. And I was like, uh, no, I don't know. I love not, you. And no, it's not always the size. It's the drink and food options as well. The right. Food. And food I just appreciate it when, they pull, when they pull that little curtain to separate us from the back of the plane. I, um, like, I didn't achieve that for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, pull Diana, the Diana and I were on a flight one time and Diana didn't have the miles. This was before Diana traveled a lot. And so she was, we both got it and I got bumped up. I got the free bump up and I'm up in first class and she's in, back in steerage and we're texting back and forth <laughs> and I'm up, she's back there. She's like the flight attendants yelling at us because we're not sitting down fast enough and all this stuff. And I'm up front. I'm like, my flight attendant just handed me a warm towel and a cocktail. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're, we're texting back and forth and they ended up having to cancel the flight like after they boarded it so they're going to have to cancel the flight now the funny part was up in first class the flight attendants like under with hushed voice like okay first class passengers they're about to cancel the flight so what we're doing right now is we're rebooking all the first class passengers before we tell everybody else <laughs> we're rebooking all the first class passengers and so i literally like raised my hand the flight attendant comes like yes don what can i do you know they call you by name in first class because they have their list up front and i said i'm traveling with someone who's back in steer i mean back in the back of the plane she's shoveling coal on the back of the plane to make sure it can go um yeah <laughs> is it okay can we rebook her too because i don't want to have to like drive back to the airport to pick her up later or something later and they were like of course mr harkey we'll make sure we include her so then they make the announcement and of course everybody gets off the plane except for the first class people who are just like we're already rebooked and everybody in the back has to go get in the line and diana's like i gotta and i'm like no 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 i took care of you i took care of you Welcome. so that flight, literally, someone was in the back of the plane and said the words, well, maybe if you would just attend to me since you're a flight attendant, and the attendant snapped back. I mean, it was like a TV show on that flight, and Don's like, I have a mimosa, and I'm like, well, we're about to throw punches back here. <laughs> That's so good. So we are, we are kind of snobs with those flights, and we probably have some good examples of flights and after those trips I'm, I look at my wife by the way and I'm like you can see why I'm exhausted because travel days are long they are <laughs> long days when you're hitting different different places but you know she didn't have a whole lot of sympathy for me through that, through that whole experience with your hot <laughs> towel and mimosa while you <laughs> Diana what were you gonna add I will say I was gonna say there have been some very very stressful times on flights one of the most scary moments of my life was with you, Matt. Oh gosh. We were we were on on a flight to California. Yeah. And it was right around the time that the like Max Air 747s were getting grounded and there was like strikes all across the country. And we boarded one of those planes and flew across the country. Now halfway, what? We boarded in Dallas. Then boarded Dallas, and we were flying to Palm Springs, right? Yeah. Palm well, Springs. LAX. LAX. Okay, LAX. Yeah. So halfway through the flight, it is the most terrible turbulence I've ever encountered. Yeah. And I, all I can do is think to myself, like, I don't want to die next to a coworker. Like that just seems like a waste. I think I actually said those words to you. You freaking did. You were like, I don't want to die here with you. And I was like, um, hurtful, but okay, me either. Didn't you bruise awful. Diana's arm, Matt? Didn't you? Isn't that the story? Weren't you holding on to oh, Diana's arm? I, I don't do well with turbulence anyway. And this was, this wasn't like, mm, it's a little bumpy. It was, and keep in mind the narrative, two of those planes like that had crashed in the world, right? So it was a rough time. <laughs> American Airlines workers were walking off the job if they had to fly on, on planes like that. Uh, the pilots, it, just to get paint the picture, the pilots were the last two people on the plane. If you remember that, Diana, everybody yeah. was boarded, the flight attendants were there and there were no pilots. And I was pretty sure that's because they were like, well, they were in the bar getting ready for their last ride, right? That's what my mind had told me, like, this is it. And so they get on and they even make an announcement going, guys, it's going to be a little bumpy. And I was like, oh my gosh. And they said, but safe, it's going to be safe, but it's going to be really bumpy. And really bumpy doesn't prepare you for what happened. And it was a three hour flight 
uh, up, down, like every through the flight when it was moving audibly, you could hear the people go, ah, ah, oh, oh, oh. And I was, that was probably me. I was probably the one doing it. And every time it was, was grab, I would grab Diana's arm or leg or like, you know, reach out like, oh, I was, it was flailing baby. I thought for sure I was going down. And I didn't even care where we were. I was like, I don't care if we're over the desert. Just drop, just land the plane. I will walk it in from here. I don't care where we are. I will walk it in. Matt did bruise. Matt did bruise my arm. And at one point he was wrapped around my head, cuddling me like a teddy bear. (laughs) Like I was some sort of stuffed animal to just like, it was bad. (laughs) By the end of it, we hit, we, the flight attendants were like, okay, we'll serve drinks. And it was like, 30 minutes before we were supposed to land. And Matt was like, alcohol, please, all the alcohol. And we got out our credit cards to pay. And it was so bad that the flight attendant was like, just drink the beer. Just no, like- They just gave free alcohol. Drink it. Like whatever, we know this was horrible. There was a lady across the aisle from us, by the way, she was like 70 <laughs> during the flight. I just remember looking at her because she didn't care at all. She had her legs crossed. <laughs> like she was, it was like, it was a Sunday afternoon and she was reading a book. She was yeah. just like, I've let I've led a good life. Like, if this is it, this is it. Like, I'm not even going to worry about it. it and is, I was for sure we were going down. It's weird. Um, it is weird to see people, how they respond when there's, when there's turbulence like that. Because, yeah, there's like Matt, who is this big, you know, like your stature compared to Diana. And you're like holding yeah. on to her for dear life. And then, and then there's people, you can always look around. There's always, there's always a, a large amount of people too, who are just sitting there like this. There's literally nothing happening. I'm with no. ride. <laughs> You're like, now what's, what's interesting about that too, is Don knew it was going to be a rough flight, but didn't tell us because he was watching the turbulence and they routed us from Don where from Don, all, or I'm sorry, from te- Texas, all the way to Wyoming. You went, you went north, you went all the way north to, to Wyoming. So the piece of the story that you left out was not that this was not a normal flying day. So if you're listening to this, like I don't fly very often and I will never fly now. This was, this was a day where a very freaky weather event occurred. They called it a land hurricane was going right through the middle of the U S right through the middle of the U S and it was this really strange weather system. I mean, it was making national news. It was all over the place. It was just also washed out by these plane crashes that had happened recently. And I remember looking like right before you guys got on the plane and I looked at, I have a little turbulence thing and I have a weather thing. And I was like, Oh, they're not going to make it. They're not going to get out. So I was ready. I kind of got up to get ready to help you guys like rebook. And then I looked and I was like, Oh my gosh, they took off. Like, I can't believe they took off. I'm like, they're going to have to fly away around this thing. And then I saw them fly. Like if you're going from Dallas to LAX, like you should be flying over the Southern United States. They flew all the way up to Wyoming and around. And so then I thought, surely I was like, well, maybe they did that to get around all of that weather, but there was no getting around all that weather. It was just a massive, oh, massive weather. It was, it was a big deal to step back on a plane after that. And I've been on 50 planes since then uh, now too. So that was not normal, but it was horrible. It was fun. Um, so we, yeah, Diana. I was going to say, I was really glad you reacted the way that you did so that I, all I did was laugh the whole time. I was like, <laughs> look at this guy. He's freaking out. But if you weren't there doing that, I would have been probably close to tears. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely trying to find my happy place during that whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talk about upgrades on flights. It's the same thing with car rentals. You know, we've, we, we've had, I, I'm kind of a car rental snob now too. I like to, you know, last week in Denver, I got to pick, uh, pick Diana up. She said, what are we driving? I met her at the airport. I don't even know if I told you guys this yet. What are we driving? 
because she's looking for me in the parking lot. And I was like, it's an F-150. You will it's the four-door F-150 XLT. You are welcome. And she said, of course it is. So after I boosted her up into the seat, we were on our way just, just, just fine. But anybody that, that knows me knows I, you know, the team anyway, we, we've, rent, we've rented trucks or large SUVs most often there. Uh, it's a nice little perk too, for as often as we uh, have to have to uh, rent cars too, right? It's a nice perk for you. I yeah. have to like launch myself into that thing or like hop up on a curb. It's, I hate those trucks. They're not my friend. Yeah, I don't know. Them. You know what they're really good for, Diana, is when two people are riding in the front seat playing music that's awful and you don't <laughs> want to listen to it. So you can go like two seats back if you have a large SUV. Right. Bethany just, did that. Yeah. But I'm just going to put my earbuds in and listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She used yeah. the third row seat to get away from Don and I. Which is brilliant. Trip. Actually, yeah. brilliant. It was like my own room. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt and I don't mind when we're doing road trip. If we have to drive a little ways, because we're not always, we can't always fly into every location. Sometimes we're driving out. We work with, you know, some small businesses or hospitals that are in like small towns a lot. So we're driving out there and we don't mind something fun about our whole team. Our whole team is kind of musical. Like all of us have some music background and uh, fun fact, Matt and I like music from the nineties. So we will play music from the nineties yeah. and jam out sometimes while we're, while we're rolling. Also, fun fact, Bethany does not like listening to Matt and I singing music from the 90s. So, yeah. And I like some 90s music, but I don't like the music that you guys listen to. It's like, it's maybe it's a little too hard rock for me. I don't know. I don't know. We are pretty edgy. That's true. Well, it was the era of alternative grunge rock uh, as well. That's what the 90s were. It wasn't all Jim Blossoms and Goo Goo Dolls, okay? Like, there was some actual good music. That's what I was looking for. It was also being produced <laughs> We are truly insane in the membrane. <laughs> insane in the membrane. Let's talk about hotels and accommodations. What are some of the coolest places that you guys have stayed? Because I have a list maybe of my own and maybe what are some of those things that you're looking for? So the coolest places I think tend to go with conferences versus like just go visiting a client because we don't, we, we are always watching our, if we, I'm just thinking about this as we're talking about upgrading cars and hotels and all this other stuff. We have clients that are probably listening, going, I re reimburse you for this stuff. What are you guys doing? We're, we're, we're careful. Oh, no, with, you're right. We're, we're, we're good stewards of clients' money. We are. <laughs> we are. We always coordinate with our clients about where we stay and what we do. So yeah. usually a lot of times when we're doing those upgrades and stuff, either we're absorbing those costs or we're, we're it's in a spot like there's a conference. So like I could, or we have a status because we get it. So we just get it naturally. A lot of the stuff like the flights and the upgrades and stuff like that, we just get it because we do it enough. Right. Uh, that, that's absolutely true. So I just wanted to clarify that for anybody <laughs> listening. But I, I think that what one of the nicest hotels I stayed at was at a resort and it was in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, and we went out there and it was like, we had these individual, the rooms were like individual cabins out in the desert and we have this little mountain there's a little mountain right next to the the resort that we were at it was kind of out in the desert and there were multiple pools like just pools everywhere and there were multiple restaurants in the place but it didn't really matter because anywhere that you would stop like so it was at a conference and so you'd run into somebody who was just walking around from the conference and we just there were tables everywhere and you would sit at the table and I don't know how they knew you were doing it but there was somebody at that table like what can I get you what can I get you you want a drink you want some and they were, they had the best like Tex-Mex food the huevos rancheros I crave every day in my life since I've had that 
it yeah. was it's like i know what meth addicts go through because i've had the huevos rancheros at this resort Seems kind of extreme but <laughs> it's you did not have the huevos rancher i would yeah which one of my children do you want i will give them <laughs> that's awesome for some huevos rancheros but that that place was remarkable just because you could just sit down anywhere and just get do they would just bring you food and drinks and whatever it was just it was amazing that's crazy i, I I know that sounds great. We should just we should go there on our next on our next retreat, everybody. I think so. This is the, like the very first client trip that I went on was to I think it was my first one. My first flying trip with with people centric was to um, Palm Springs, and I remember being like, "Where am I? What am I? What did I just walk into?" Because I remember it was me and Matt and we flew in and it's like, if you've ever been to the Palm Springs airport, it's like, it's awesome. And you board outside and then you're just, there's like palm trees and it's, I don't know, it's really cool. And so we get out and then like our Uber pulls up and it's a Tesla. And so we like hop in the Tesla and then we get to, um, I didn't know how to open the door. The Uber right. Yeah. We couldn't even open the door. You had to open it for us. And then we get to the hotel, which is like a boutique kind of hotel. And it was, it was beautiful. And so we like pull up and we walk inside and they're like, would you like some wine or a beverage? And they're just like waiting there with it for you. <laughs> you walk yeah. in. And I was like, I was literally, I t- was texting my husband and I was like, I don't know what just happened or where I am or why, but this is great. And I might not come home. So yeah. And Palm Springs is in a valley and there's a beautiful mountain range right there. And the mountains Mm -hmm. are right off of there, right off of there. And you know, that's one of the cool places. Now the in publishing, they, you know, they do a lot of trade too with some of those uh, hotels and some of those sweet places. I remember I accidentally, I made the mistake of booking my own hotel the second time I went. And then they said, where are you staying? And I'm like at the Hyatt. And they're like, no, no, let me do that for you next time. And some of these cool boutiques, little hotels there, Diana and I, we got to stay in a pretty cool one there as well. Some of those just off the reservation, so to speak, as far as as far as uh, the boutique hotels, not the name brand chains or or things, which those could be those could be nice too, but but it's just a different experience maybe at some of those uh, boutique hotels. I will say maybe my best hotel experience though, Dallas, Texas, and I got to I stayed at a Westin there, and I had never done that, but I swear to you, I walked into the hallway of my hotel room. The hallway of my hotel room, I'd say that like three times people get it. You walk into a foyer and you turn to the left and it's a huge barn door bathroom walk-in closet at a hotel with my robe that I immediately put on because I was, uh, you know, why not, right? And then you go to the bedroom on the other side and it's a bedroom, living room. It's bigger than my living room at home and it's huge. (laughs) huge uh with a window of the cityscape there too had a cool one in detroit that i could look out of my window and see ford field you know right across the way and and you know just these cool experiences i think it's funny as i'm talking and i'm sharing these experiences because one of the things that i have learned is to not share all of these experiences with my wife who's at home trying to cook grilled cheese sandwiches for the kids that are running around like nuts as I'm sending her pictures of my tomahawk ribeye and, you know, Ford Field from across the way. I've been waiting five minutes for my old-fashioned to get refilled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outraged. I, yeah, I think you make a really good point, which also 
leads us to our next point. I was going to say the thing I started looking for in hotels is gyms because we eat very well on the road. Oh, yeah. And so I think we need to talk about some of the food next. Yeah, yeah. We And this might not be a surprise. You might do the same thing. But when we're traveling, we try to... Like we, we will iron out all of the deals, all of the details with the client. What are the meetings we need to have? What times do you want to meet? Like when we are there, I promise you, our sole focus is on the client that we're working with and all of those things. But, you know, a guy's got to eat, right? So what are some of the cool places? And this is one of those things, Don, that we do not, uh, that we don't charge a client for ever. Like this is one of those costs that we just take, right? We just, we just eat it as a company. Yeah. We eat it as a company because we we would not want to pass along this to you. It's one of the perks of, of traveling before going. And Diana, I, you know, last week in Denver was maybe one of the best food experiences that, that I know I've had on a trip. And you too, do you want to share? I'll let you tell this story because I feel like you're going to paint a beautiful picture. But Matt and I have eaten all across this country. Like it's one of our favorite things to do. We're both big foodies, you know, and, and Denver made it to the top of our list. Denver made it to the top of our list before that. And Don, you, you don't know, but you will know. But before that, it was, I would say New Jersey. New Jersey is fantastic food. I've never had a bad meal in the state of New Jersey, FYI, where we go. But we went to Denver. Oh, and, and by the way, some of the best steaks in Dallas, Abilene, Texas, right there. There's a great restaurant in Abilene with great steaks, which we're going to be at in a few weeks. But as far as the dining experience, if you want the food and the flash, I'm just going to give a plug right now to Eddie V's in Denver. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. phenomenal. That's phenomenal. the word I was going to use too. Yeah, phenomenal. As we walk in with the lady, you know, singing and playing the piano there for the live music, it's got an open outdoor patio with the patio heaters and the, and the music and the fire pits and the presentation was great. Like they were bringing things that were on fire or smoking to your table as they were explaining what it was that they were doing and they would drizzle the fire over our desserts. Like I can't even tell you all the things that we ate, but the experience was awesome. We've had great food, but the presentation I will give a shout out to Ashley right now. She was our server in Denver, Colorado, and she was fantastic. I like, hope they're a, listening, Ashley. Student of the game. Yeah, Eddie B's. You got to check that out. Don, what about you guys? Food That's experience. Awesome. I was going to kind of switch directions. And we had some really good dining experiences in Austin. Uh, I know Diana and I had some really good ones who got there visiting. Uh, we did the taco battles. Even like some of the taco, they have just some local taco taco places that everybody it's common for their that area but it's fun to go test those things out and we yeah. we stumbled into that one that the russian house down in austin was amazing that was really really good and they have we, the flavored vodka and they immediately gave us a shot of vodka and i was like okay we're in for a ride like all right let's do this it's <laughs> gonna be fun it's gonna be fun <laughs> let's but, do it but I also really like, like, we also look a lot for like the local restaurants too. Like we really like to get like the, what's the taste of local. And it doesn't always have to be restaurants. We were in Paris, Illinois. And one of the board members was talking about how he just opened up this brewery called Lot 50 yeah. Brewery in Paris, Illinois. And they weren't open. We were bummed out because they were only open, you know, it was during COVID stuff. He was only open like right before the weekends and stuff. And we were there earlier in the week. And, and we just kept saying, I just, we kept saying like, boy, if you were open, if you're open after this meeting, <laughs> we would be going out there. And we just kind of kept kept hinting for an invitation. And finally, he just like, hey, why don't you guys come by? And so we came over and he opened it just for us and, and gave us samples of the beer and everything. We all left. We bought t-shirts and hats and stuff with Lot 50 Brewing and everything and got to try some really cool beers and stuff. And they had a really cool mural on the wall where they show like it's the history of Paris and some of the famous residents. And 
things around there. And he told us a little bit about that. Um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that character. Pro tip, if you're traveling around and you go to a restaurant and you're not sure what to order, we have a general rule on the road. And I think this is just a good pro tip. If they name something after the restaurant, that should way, go way up on your list of potential. Because to me, if you're going to name some, name a dish after the restaurant, then you're doubling down on that. Like you're saying, I'm putting my name on this one. I'm signing off on this one. And that's a, that's a general pro tip. That's, that's really good. We also like to ask the wait staff too. Like, yeah. Like what is what what do people not order here that's really good? That's I'm gonna do you I'm gonna do you one step better. I'm gonna share two food stories. One of them involves Bethany and one of them involves Diana. But the first one, ask not only ask the staff, but if you're working with a publication, ask the food critic, where should we eat and why? Uh, Diana had an amazing meal in New Jersey because the food critic said we should go to this place. I'll give another shout out to Jockey Hollow. Jockey Hollow is this fantastic restaurant in New Jersey, and it's in this old mansion. And, and we went and simply asked for the owner because we knew the, the food critic had told us who the owner was. And he said, he's a great guy. And we didn't think anything of it. We asked for the owner. The owner was not there. The host, long story short, goes back to the kitchen, asks if anybody knows that name that we dropped. I won't say who it is. Does anybody know that name that we dropped of the food critic? And the chef lost their mind. Like they thought the person was in the house. And so Diana and I start getting appetizers and desserts and main courses of things that we did not order, but they just started coming to the table. And then the host later came back and said, I don't know who that person is that you said, but evidently the chef does and lost his mind and thought the food critic was there. We had maybe one of the best meals, definitely until the other night at NFEs, right? That was definitely one of the best food experiences that we've had. Another one you know, we want to kind of eat the stuff that's geographical to the location, unless you're Bethany Taff. And let me tell you why. We had the opportunity to work in Redondo Beach. And so, of course, we want to go to the water. We want to go to the ocean to eat. And so Bethany was there. And I was Diana or Don, were you also there with, with us? Or Diana, you were there? So we were like, we're going to get some oysters, right? And the guy that we're with, the publisher is, yeah, let's get some oysters. This is great. We're right on the ocean. Let's get some oysters, right? And so Bethany was standoffish against the oyster idea, but she did try it, right? You tried one? I tried it. Yeah, she tried it and she did not care for it. And so what did you order for your main course, Bethany? Do you remember? But it was um, Yes. Well, I think I just, Oh, so I, for my main course, I ordered tuna first. Which you did not like. And I didn't like that because it was undercooked, which I don't, I didn't know no. that, I guess. I'm just a simple Missouri girl. <laughs> so what did you actually um, order and eat though? So then I ordered a dessert, which was like an apple crisp or something. It was some it was kind like of like a cobbler. Color. Yeah. And a cast iron skillet. It was pretty big. And they, that, that and the meat. server kept asking me like do you want me to bring multiple spoons for everybody to share and I was like no no this <laughs> is my meal this is what so we were eating seafood and steaks along the ocean and Bethany was crushing a peach cobbler out of a cast iron skillet for her for her meal because she didn't like the seafood that was it was awesome it was, great. It was we were, a really good really good dessert too yeah when I, when I was out on Redondo Beach with Jared, he used to work for us and we were out there and we were, we had a late, uh, like a late cocktail during the day. And they gave us the, there were these on the menu, we were looking at the menu and they had oyster shooters and it was a drink and it was served in a martini glass. And so we thought, well, let's do an oyster shooter. Like we're out here on the beach. Like you just try to roll with it. Right. 
And so they brought out these two big martini glasses with the two biggest oysters I've ever seen in my life. Just, <laughs> just, just plopped right into the glass like this. And she sets them down and we look at it and we're both look at each other. And she goes, she just, she just says, don't look at each other while you do that. And then she walks off and now we're both like, wait, why, why not? Why not do that? And so we waited until she came back, came back and we said, why don't you look at each other? She goes, cause you'll get laughing when you do that. You don't want to be laughing when you're trying to do an oyster shooter. Cause yeah. you'll like choke on everything and there'll be, and she's like, I've seen it happen so many times. Just don't look at each other. Well, that can't, you can't say that to somebody who's about to try to drink. So we sat there for like 15 minutes trying to get up the courage to do these oyster shooters and then finally and they were not shooters it's in a martini glass it was a lot like you couldn't shoot it so we just well, that was we finally came to the conclusion that we'll just like carefully drink the oyster shooter yeah oysters. we have had some great food experiences and some not not as good food experiences um, as well but but typically we, we've done this enough to where we are we are looking for the good places locally or you know, if it is a chain, uh, whatever, but a lot of times they're local or, or they have food that's local to the area there that we're looking for. We you just can find that people. anywhere too, Matt. I was going to add one more thing. You can try that. You can find that anywhere. Even if you're flying through like Chicago or Dallas airport, there are some really good places to eat there in the airport. If you kind of investigate that and plan, if you've got a long layover, like look for those places. Sometimes they're the little booths, kind of small places. They just go by and pick up stuff, but there's some pretty good authentic yeah. food in the airport. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, you might have a different opinion of us after you have listened to this podcast now, but we do like to be real every now and again with you as well on a personal level. We share a lot of different client experiences, but we like to share the personal experiences too. We've picked up a lot of news and notes from the world of travel, for the air travel, the, the car rentals, the hotel accommodations, and, and the food. Uh, if you have, have questions or other experiences like, hey, if you're going to this city, man, let us know too. Are there things we're missing out on? Uh, sometimes we like to do excursions when we're on the road too. If we have some more downtime, you know, the client work is is through. We have a late flight. Sometimes we'll do an excursion uh, there as well. So if there's those things that you'd like us to be aware of when we're coming to a city near you, we would love to know about that too. So hopefully you're a little more insightful on the uh, you know travel experiences of, of people centric, kind of a day in the life of what it looks like to be a consultant for people centric. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the conversation, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time, and in the meantime, lead well.